Coming up on the pod, this time we've got Zoe with us. I don't have a shotgun. <laughs> in this pod, we're going to play a little game. We're going to play a game where we talk about horror films. We're going to talk about horror films. We also review Serenity. We talk about Cold Pursuit. And there's a bunch of other nonsense in between of that. In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk Filmy to Me. Hello, welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me podcast, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. Once again, you may notice the audio quality being slightly better because, yes, we've upgraded from my man cave slash office to the good people at Soho Radio Productions. Yay! Uh, That means, obviously, I've got Jamie back with me, the man from BBC Radio, BBC Essex and General Astronomy which I can only assume is how you find out about the future. Is that is that right, Jeremy? Yeah, it's pretty much spot on, mate, yeah. Yeah, okay, great. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Trying to grow my beard out at the moment. I'm doing the same, actually. There's oh, a yeah. fine line between, like, nice Mediterranean-looking man and hobo, and I'm, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm it's bordering that line. I, I, I don't mind crossing that line, mate. <laughs> I haven't got the Mediterranean tan, but I'm quite happy to look like a hobo. Yeah, you look like a Brian Blessed in his prime. I just look yeah. like I could be asking for spare change. Anyway, let's talk about that another time. Let's talk about, more importantly, our host, our guest host for this week. Uh, her name is Zoe. She is a she's a podcaster. She is a author. She's got her own blog, Zobo with a Shotgun. She also works for pretty cool, reputable organisations. Zoe, how are you doing? I'm not bad, thank you. Glad that it's finally Friday. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's been the world's longest week. Um, Yeah, it's been absolutely insane. I had to... we done like an Oscars thing um, at the start of the week and then later on I've got a couple of interviews with other people that I'm splicing into this. Yeah. But all of them are American-based. And when I said, let's have a chat in the evening... (laughs) (laughs) four in the morning (laughs) yeah exactly you messed up on that one yeah yeah, oh mate dropped the ball on that one big style anyway right so let's kick on with our first review Carl's dead tell me what happened you got mixed up with some drug deal Viking he likes hurting people what is it with all these nicknames Speedo Viking Eskimo it's a gangster thing did you have a nickname Wingman Cold Pursuit, a film which uh, has had a bit of a checkered upbringing in terms of marketing over the last few months, but it actually started life as a Norwegian film, and the director who made it, I can't remember the actual name of it because I, I, I can't pronounce it at all, mm-hmm. but uh, the director had a great time making it and thought, you know what, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, so it's completely the same director, uh, a gentleman called Hans Petter Molland, because I'm really good at pronouncing names, um, he decided to remake this film for an American audience and that meant he went and got a new cast and but kept the story quite the same. This is obviously the film, if you weren't aware of, of Liam Neeson saying things that he shouldn't say in press conferences and unfortunately <laughs> has probably made the whole film uh, go a bit downhill as a result of that, which is quite a shame because I really, really like this film. The concept of this film is basically Liam Neeson plays... Taken. It's, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right? Taken is, in yeah. space. I don't know what the movie is. That but. would be amazing. That would be. That is actually fucking. You can actually take that formula. Taken in space on a Ho- boat. Hollywood would be on the phone in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can hear them calling. Yeah. Now. Well, sadly, that's not this film. But but this film was. Uh, so it's been positioned as Taken meets Mr. Plough. 
in terms of as in the Simpsons. Yeah, Mr. yeah, Mr. Plow. Yeah, it's, it's basically Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson yeah. lives in a remote part of North America where he basically drives his plow. That's his job. But someone unfortunately murders his son and he goes for revenge. So that's how you kind of pull those two connections. But that's not this film at all. When you actually yeah. like, it's been it's been uh, advertised as Liam Neeson Taken style revenge movie but it's not at all it's kind of like three films in one it's kind of like an art house movie it's a comedy and a little bit of a revenge movie in itself now it's actually mm. it's actually a comedy you know, first and foremost Liam Neeson's quite a deadpan guy like mm-hmm. I've, I don't have seen recently he's going more into sort of comedy chops he's done those films with Seth MacFarlane recently where he does the odd cameo yeah. and uh, yeah he's, he's generally actually quite he does deadpan really really well and this film does that amazingly it's kind of like offbeat humour like it's very much focused around death uh, it starts with the death of his son in fact after someone dies like the, it goes proper art art housey like the screen goes black and it says the name of the person and it kind of makes it like chapters in kind of like a weird kind way kind of like Kill Bill yeah yeah kind of like oh, Kill okay. Bill yeah, definitely yeah, definitely yeah, not okay, as good <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's kind of got like, that vibe to it and I really really like I really went I went in wanting to hate this film because I was like oh I'm tired it's a Thursday night I've got to stay up till God knows when to, to speak to someone but that aside I just really had a good time in this film I really enjoyed the, the colour to it the offbeat tone other cast in this as well Laura Dern she's in it for about 10 minutes unfortunately she does play the stereotypical our son's dead what are you doing and uh, not going to spoiler alerts don't, but don't you can... kill people yeah oh, it's... you've done it yeah she is proper underutilised in I this... feel like we could write this film in 10 minutes yeah, yeah, I feel like um, I'm ready to start penning something down. Yeah, you know. Oh, I've got a pen, not them. <laughs> okay, well, my first review come back to me. Ding, little typewriter yeah. done in Murder She Wrote uh, style. Yeah, done. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, look, it's. I think it's a really good time. I really enjoyed this movie. I think there's something really, I don't know, off color about it, which kind mm. and that humor that comes with those sort of movies. Really enjoy. It feels almost like a, a Coen brother movie from that perspective. So is it like kind of you shut your brain off and you just enjoy it sort of thing? Like you're not having to think too hard about it. It's fairly relaxed. Yeah, just take it for what it is. It's just... It's I like films like that. Liam <laughs> Neeson, on a Thursday night. <laughs> like I said before, Liam Neeson's a man of certain set of skills. PR's not one of them. But he's obviously getting old a little bit as well. And I think he needs to probably go avenue into other stuff. And this is definitely that experimentation. So like so, I say, I really enjoyed it. Experimentation. So he's experimenting with different type of revenge films. Yeah, he's, 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 trying, he's, really he's trying to get to comedy a bit more. And he's doing a revenge thing. Okay, so it's a comedy revenge that slowly transitioned through. Yeah, look, don't be a dick about this. <laughs> Do you like it, though? Yeah, I loved it. I'm going four out of five. What makes you think you can kill a man? I read it in a crime novel. News. Oscars. We're not going to go into Oscars on this one for a couple of reasons. One, everyone has. And two, I've already done a podcast about it. And I'll shit myself because that's the first time I've ever done a solo pod. Did, um, did well, though, mate. Did well. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah, that. It's all right. You um, paid me uh, money for that, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, renterhost.com. Um, but let's talk about one thing from that. Rami Malik, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, hot off the heels of his new Oscar win, has been lined up to be the new villain in the next Bond film, Bond 25. I'm really struggling to care about this film after, um, <laughs> after well, first of all, Danny Boyle like stepped down saying they're not going to give me the creative control I want 
Yeah. And then they, they went and got a new director, first non-British director for the role. So awesome. Ooh. You know, the, the middle-aged people back over at uh, the at MGM have gone, oh, we might as well see what else is out there. So they're looking at other actors and people involved. And is this the one called Shatterhand? Yes. Yeah. Where everyone's saying many amazing alternative titles <laughs> for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the one. Yeah. You know what I feel yeah. really sorry for, right, is um, I was, I'm a massive Chris Cornell fan. And when um, Casino Royale came out and Chris Cornell was announced as being the guy to write the song for it because with Bond it's like the films are there but the, the the music in my opinion kind of lives on forever you know, yeah those yeah, songs yeah. kind of have a place in history and everything else and um, when Chris Cornell was like alright cool they're revamping Bond they're bringing it fucking back it's going to be awesome they're doing a rock <laughs> song for it okay what's the title Casino Royale fuck <laughs> so he, he had to sit there and completely forget about that and come up with You Know My Name which is a great song uh, I really feel sorry for whoever they're going to line up to do the song for this because they're probably sitting there they're probably, they've already been picked that person's already that band or person or, yeah. or whatever's already been decided who's doing the song and they're probably sitting there going okay what's it going to be what's the title Shatterhand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I kind of feel like they've just pulled that one out of the back pocket last minute. You know, they're going into the meeting. Right, we've got to come up with a name. We've got lots of. I'm gonna go for. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna ad lib. Just gonna ad lib. In they go. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of the title? What's the name of the film? Uh, Shatterhand. <laughs> done, done, that's done. Oh. That's it. That's it. You know. Oh fuck it. We all know this is the one before Idris Elba comes in anyway. Yeah, so everyone... I can't wait for that. Idris Elba's the man. <laughs> he is. He is. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen uh, Trader for his new show drops today on Netflix? He's basically going to be like a DJ slash nanny. He's basically just doing whatever the fuck he wants with projects, which is awesome. Amazing. Um, anyway, so Rami Malek's been lined up to be the villain. What do we make of this? Do we? Are you, do we like Rami? Are you a Rami fan? I am. Do you know what? I mean, there's a lot of controversy around Bohemian Rhapsody mm. and, you know, everyone's kind of going crazy. And mm. then there was that video of him being a bit of an arsehole to that girl. But I don't know. I quite like him. I mean, I saw him in Mr. Robot and I thought he was amazing. I also yeah. quite liked him in Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not not going to lie. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's good. Is he, he Bond villain good, though? I think he looks a bit evil. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got he's got a sinister look about yeah. him. Without being rude, his eyes are a little bit sunken. You know yeah. what I mean? He's and, got like quite an intense yeah, like, kind he's, of stare. Sort of, yeah, sort of dark eyes, which kind of gives you that evil sort of But it's sense. kind of like attractive in a way. But in a like, does he, he does, so? terrifying. Does he, float, <laughs> does he float the boat? Is he is he there or could he be there? He could be there. He could be there. Maybe well. in this film he'll be there. Oh. That's, maybe that's the thing. Maybe the power as well. Just like yeah, just that's tips the it over thing. the edge. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a massive death ray. <laughs> oh, you said death ray. Good, death good, ray, good, 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 death good. ray. Yeah. 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 Don't edit that out. Yeah, yeah. The, the Rhapsody's strong. So anyway, I'm I'm kind of indifferent. The reason why is because I think he is great in in Robot I love mm. that show I think as portraying Freddie Mercury absolutely fantastic but having an original character which can I think about my favourite Bond films probably Goldeneye right and the reason why is because I think the, the N64 game the N64 game is fucking incredible <laughs> yeah. let's let's just say that for now that's, regardless of anyone thinks of video games especially the cheat where you put in and they get massive heads Exactly. I don't yeah. think I can do it in the film, but <laughs> but um, what I loved about the film was the Bean, right? Sean Bean was absolutely incredible. Oh, Sean Bean's the man. Isn't he's he? just so incredible anyway. No one beats Sean Bean. No, exactly. No, no, no exactly. And with the idea of, uh, and he was the villain, but he was also like, you remember that first scene for England, James, and mm. get shot like love it. Absolutely brilliant. He was a he was an equal. I don't think Rami Malek has the presence on screen to be equal to Daniel Craig in terms of like physicality. But would you and that's, that's when the films have sucked, when the bad guy has basically been someone who can't 
give him a run for his money, really. And I don't know if Rami Malek can pull it off. But uh, there seems to be a bit, yeah, I think there's yeah. Been, there seems to be a bit of a turn recently as well. And I think like they haven't tried to been matching the bond in terms of brawn. They've been trying to match bond in terms of brain, you know. So mm-hmm. it seems like the last few villains have been quite like sort of devious and clever and computer programmers and stuff like that. And and and. I don't know. Maybe that's the direction they're going to go with Malik as well. Uh, well I don't necessarily. Oh, maybe I'm phys- taking the Mr. Robot thing in there as well. Maybe. Yeah, I maybe. <laughs> I don't necessarily mean the physicality thing, but just a presence, like a real presence okay. around like on him. the like, screen itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like okay. he, he had to personify Freddie Mercury to be a presence. That's my right. point. Like, okay. can he, without inheriting someone, someone else's else. shoes, how mm. can he, he fill that screen? Anyway, let's see what happens. Uh, if I think he's got pretty much nailed on. I think he is going to get it. Reason why is because they've kind of poached Oscar winners, like, just after they've yeah. won their Oscar. Anyway, let's move on. Josh Brolin. Do we like Josh Brolin? <gasps> I'm pretty much obsessed with Josh <laughs> Brolin. Yep, my dad nice. finds it very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> Are they a similar Josh age? Brolin is older than him so my dad's like what the fuck but me I'm, I'm all over that shit. since the Goonies I'm like that's the man for wow, me wow since, oh. since the Goonies no, yeah. oh, fair enough I felt I, I get that I get that the Goonies was amazing so. yeah. well he looks good as Thanos as well but that's just because I'm, a, I'm a, certainly does a... <laughs> anyway so he's he's coming out in a, uh, actually you seen Sicario 2 no, not yet. See Sicario 2. That, you, like, if you love him, you'll love Sicario 2. He's incredible in it. Anyway, sorry, that side. Um, he's doing a comedy with Peter Dinkinch. Uh, yes. It's going to be called Brothers. And that's all we really know. It's going to be, like I say, in a world where we're waiting for triplets to come out, the, yeah. you know, the Danny DeVito uh, article. Wow, it's funny you should mention that. A lot of people think that this might be based on the 1988 classic twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And if you look at the, the two characters... Ah, uh, perhaps, actually. Yeah, they, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of contrast and, and similarity to that. It's they actually look like they could be related, not to squash your fantasy. Like, you know, when he's got a, when he's got a beard... Which is all right as well. And when he's got a beard... No, no, fair enough, you know, whatever floats. And uh, <laughs> he's, um, they look like could be related. So I've, And... Josh Brown can do comedy. Like, he's yeah. actually, like, mm-hmm. similar to, I suppose, we mentioned about Liam Neeson. He can do deadpan really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the writer from Tropic Thunder as well, haven't they? Uh, yes. Uh, Eaton oh. Cohen as well, isn't nice. it? Nice. So, yes. And he did Get Hard. I know Get Hard wasn't everyone's favorite. I, I, I thought that was quite funny. Uh, so, you know, Tropic, Tropic Thunder was hilarious. So, Very good. Um, it, is, it looks like a good cast. It looks like it could be good. And Peter Dinklage's voice is just epic. Oh. I think that guy can narrate anything, apart from video games. Like, he's that video game he got dropped from called Destiny. Anyway, that aside, his voice <laughs> is, is absolutely epic. Um, actually, speaking of Game of Thrones, they started dropping posters today, actually, mm. to celebrate it's coming out really soon in April. And I keep forgetting this. Maybe we should do, like, a feature about this. Who is still alive and what is still happening? So on these posters, they've got all the new characters still around yeah. and sitting on the throne like the Protom. And the Hound is sitting on... A yeah. throne? I'm like, is he dead? Or is he no, still about? No, 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 no. He, so I literally, I'd never seen it. And about two months ago, I binge watched the entire seven series. I'm very Amazing. jealous. Very and jealous. now I'm like, I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every storyline, everything. Because he was left for dead, wasn't he? But he yes. actually comes back. In the yeah, last yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was in like a little tribe type yeah. thing. Lovejoy comes and saves yeah. him. Oh, that's right. It's a sort of weird, sort of cultish sort of group, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. yeah. Ian McShane yeah. gets everywhere, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> He's an so... awesome character as well, though, isn't he? <laughs> but, uh, okay, so there we go. They settled. Hound is still alive, Hound's and, still and alive. we're happy of this. Yes. I tell you, people, uh, I tell you who's not happy. Will Smith. He's just found out that he has been dropped from uh, the Suicide Squad sequel. Uh, James Gunn has come out and said like he's not. He doesn't want his character Deadshot to be in that film. What do you feel about Suicide Squad? Did we like it? Do we hate it? Are we looking forward or don't care? I actually still haven't seen it. I'm Ooh. I'm super not into anything superheroes at all. Fair enough. 
Don't see Suicide Squad then. All right. <laughs> it's decided. Like Done. But, do, but do you think Will Smith is not in it because everyone saw him as the genie? And they're like, no, like, fuck no. Ow. <laughs> fuck that shit. Ow. They were like, don't associate yeah, with yeah. him. Go, go back to <laughs> 90s rap, Will. That's where we love you most. Uh, yeah. I thought it was because of uh, s- um, scheduling conflicts. Well, and yeah, they it's... left on good terms. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm guessing that stuff. means... I'm too busy being the fucking genie. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. Also, he's got that new Bad Boys movie coming out really soon as well. Oh, has he? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Bring, I didn't realise Bad, Bad Boys 3. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be epic. I hope it is. <laughs> if it isn't, I'm going to cry for many, many days. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's, uh, photos dropped from that actually a couple of weeks back. Anyway, um, yes. Google it. It looks it looks interesting. Anyway, let's move on to Kamal Nigeria. I probably pronounced that terribly wrong. He's the guy who's in mm. Silicon Valley. Um, he was in The Big Sick, which is kind of autobiographical, kind of not, a bit of a comedy. Uh, he has he's, his next film. He's finally announced it. It's going to be a spy comedy. It's going to be called No Glory. Um, seems kind of fun being... Paid for by Amazon, uh, Big Sick. I generally love that film. I think it's really, it's really, mm. there's a lot of heart to it, and the relationship between him and what would eventually be his wife is absolutely fantastic. I think this is Amazon like going, "Fuck, we need to pull our socks up after Roma Clearing House, and we need to put some money behind mm. uh, some talented people." So, yeah, what do we we think about that? It's based on a true story as well. I think this. this oh, really? Again? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So oh. that's just another one, sort of like sort of building on what he's done previously. So, yeah, I mean, he's a good actor, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Silicon Valley is hilarious. Apart from the whole TJ Miller touching people thing, we probably shouldn't talk about that. But but the actual show itself was really, really do you funny. Know, it's funny how many times you do a podcast about film. That sort of shit comes up all the time. Like, like <laughs> they need often. to sort their shit out. <laughs> Dear everyone, stop touching everyone. Yeah. Sincerely, the world. Yeah. Without permission, no means no, people. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, let's talk about traders, man, right? So uh, yeah. a couple of trades dropped over the week. One I'm absolutely stoked about. Now, I'm a massive, massive Hellboy fan. Uh, the Junior Del Toro movie is absolutely classic. I am still pining for that third movie, which we're never going to get. Ron Perlman, mm. I, I want, when I grow up, I want to be like Ron Perlman. Uh, he is not going to be taking up the role. <laughs> David Harbour from Stranger Things is going to be taking up this role. It's a reboot. Uh, it's probably going to be telling a lot of treads from the original mm. first film uh, but we've got p- people like Ian McShane hey he's back he keeps yeah. popping up and stuff doesn't he <laughs> um, Ian McShane is in this as well as uh, Mia I can't remember her name the chick from um, Fifth Res- Element Resident Evil yeah Resident yes, that's Evil right. yes yeah yeah of course yeah. Miller jo- Jovovich yes something Miller, like that yes yeah. Yeah. what a perfect person to know that today <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the Resident Evil films uh, I'm not a huge fan I, I, I like the dogs. The dogs are cool. Yeah. Dogs are very cool. Kind of want one. Just steadily get worse, yeah. don't they? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. It's a, a little it's bit a of a peak decline. and then just keeps getting yeah. worse. Yeah, it's like anything that's adapted. Like I, I love the games. I, I grew up on the uh, Resident Evil video games. So I was like, they better do this right. They don't do this right. Um, first film, I was like, that's okay. Second film was, uh, that? and then downhill. downhill yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this trailer, Hellboy trailer. What, what are our thoughts? I, I mean, first of all, my biggest problem is I love David Harbour. He was awesome in Stranger Things. Yeah, but yeah. It's not Ron Parman. Like, it's not yeah, him. Yeah. Me and my friends have a big, big love for him. Uh, and I just um, kind <laughs> Our of friends like. Too. <laughs> yeah, okay. we're, we're all on the Parman yeah. hype. Uh, no, I think the trailer looks pretty awesome. I mean, mm. the trailer kind of maybe gave the whole film away, but I think every trailer does that nowadays. Yeah. Mm. The monsters look badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely cool. agree with that. And set in London as well, so it makes it easier for us to associate to with To imagine well. yeah. the monster yeah, down exactly. the street, you know, and <laughs> exactly. be like, holy shit. 
Yeah. You, know, you know my problem with Lord of the Rings was once set in London. Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Have we got a New Zealand fan or anything? Yeah, Matrix. <laughs> Put that down Carnaby Street. I would have yeah. fucking loved it. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> I generally, I, look, I'm, I'm bought in. After the first like photos of David Harbour in mm. the role, I was like, I can see this. This is pretty cool. This yeah. is awesome. First trailer, that dropped a couple of months back. I wasn't too close on. Seeing this, though, music sounds awesome. Yeah. You get that vibe. There's a scene where he's coming out of some pit of lava with a crown above his head. He is yeah. wielding a metal flaming sword and he rides a dragon. That is the cover of a 70s fucking rock album. I am sold. Yeah. You had my heart with David Harbour. You had my soul with this trailer. Yeah. I am in. <laughs> yeah. And I knew it was coming because we've been getting um, loads of emails from Liongate who have been like, here's a poster. Here's a thing to share on social media yeah. and stuff. I was just like, uh, I'm loving it. I'm sold. I'm sold. Give me more Hellboy. Um, so that is definitely, for me, been a, a cracking trailer. A trailer I wasn't too impressed with was, I mean, we kind of knew this film was going to suck anyway mm. to an extent from the production problems to Disney buying Fox to the actors started mm. out being relatively unknown to throughout their careers becoming some of the world's biggest actors not wanting to be part of this sort of stuff anymore but anyway X-Men Dark Phoenix the trailer dropped for it I think today as well and mm. um, mm-hmm. I think this th- this trailer is a definition of let's just give the whole fucking storyline away in three minutes yeah it felt like, it felt like a Batman versus Superman again there just like let's oh. just put all the action in, in these three minutes and you're going to be left nothing but disappointed by the end of it I say that to my wife every night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this. I, I, I agree with you, man. There's so much uh, potential for this storyline. Mm. Here's, though, right? Here's the thing. How do we think it's going to end any differently? It's by X-Men, for, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, was uh, pretty much not a great film. Some It's got a place in history for certain people. The writer of that film came out and said, we screwed it up. Absolutely mm. terrible. Anyway, he went on to have a, a a good film career. He was able to come back and direct an X-Men film and they said, right, what storyline do you want to do? Oh, I want to redo Dark Phoenix. And they're like, are you sure? You wrote the last one and people didn't really like that. And he's like, no, no, I've got it. I've got this. I've got this. And this is what we're getting. And I'm indifferent. Mm. I feel like a lot of these films... Are literally the same thing over and over. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Like what I said about superhero, I'm always like, so what's going to happen? The good guys are going to win. The yeah, bad yeah, guys are yeah. going to lose. Someone might die. Ooh, what a surprise! Yeah. It's literally the same shit over and over. And it's been overdone, hasn't it? At the moment, like oh. X Men, especially. Like I couldn't even tell you the order of. Like, I couldn't even tell you the order of the films. Like, like what is like. I mean, X-Men I don't even think one? you need to know. Yeah. You what? just whack them on and it's like, yeah, exactly. it's any order, the same any kind order. Of thing, right? Yeah. And why can't they just keep the numbers as well? Like X-Men 1 or X-Men 2. Like, I've got no idea what's going on anymore. So I'll anyway, to up. celebrate Spider-Man winning an Oscar, <laughs> we've got a pop fun cover Spider-Man to give away here, as, as Zoe's quite happy to see on her desk. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, trailer-wise... Oh, cheers, buddy. No, that's, we're actually going to give that away later. Oh, uh, it's kind of cute. I'm not gonna lie, he's, he's cute. Yeah, yeah, he's cute. Ah, oh, he's good. You can be our friend now. He's a bubblehead uh, one as well. That's quite nice. It is nice. Um, anyway, so the trailer for Dark Phoenix. I think we all agree. Avoid it. Pre- it. Avoid it. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that um, Jennifer Lawrence really doesn't want to be part of this franchise anymore, and they're going to kill a character off as soon as yeah, possible. But really Disney like are going to take it anyway and recast everyone. So that's a bit of a lame, lame do. note to. The end on Renier, is Cheers, it? Disney. Yeah. Go and ruin everything I'd loved in my childhood, one by one. Well, yep. <laughs> people that are trying not to ruin stuff is Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it drops oh, yeah. a couple of days ago that Rotten Tomatoes are going to remove the want to see score on films. What that means is anyone. Uh, 
in the past could submit a score for a film that's not released yet. Now, this has become subject to politicisation, uh, abuse, for lack of a better word. So what I did do, though, is I put the bat signal out and I spoke to a gentleman called Zaki Hassan. He is a oh. professor of comms and media over in the States. He's also a Rotten Tomatoes blogger. Mm-hmm. He's also worked some amazing publications, and we had a good chat about that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that interview in here now and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, put those views to this as well. Hey filmy people, coming up in the next segment I have a chat with Zaki Hassan. He is a podcast host, he is an author for some pretty cool publications, he is also a film critic and a professor in comms and media to boot as well. Uh, We record the interview over Skype so apologies if there's any audio issues but hopefully we've cleaned it all up so it sounds all nice. But anyway, enjoy. We're delighted on Talk Filmy to me to be welcoming Zaki Hassan to our podcast. Uh, for those who don't know, he is an author, a film critic. He's worked on publications like uh, Birth Movies Death, Fandor, Philly Wil- uh, Weekly, Huff Post. Not to mention, he is a university professor of media and comms. How are you today, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. So, uh, if we weren't already sleep deprived in the UK from doing all our write ups from uh, the Oscars and everything else in between of that, uh, another piece of news dropped tonight, which was that Rotten Tomatoes, uh, for those of you who don't know, the the aggregate scoring for film reviews and, and up and coming film critics and stuff, has decided to remove the uh, want to see score of upcoming films. Now, this is quite a big deal, right? There's This is kind of always used as a barometer of how people are looking forward to see a film, but also when films that are up and coming and, and just on press screenings, what people's views are of that. So what's your take on, on why they decided to remove that score now? I think what we've been seeing lately is that people are looking... Uh, to weaponize these types of instruments, uh, you know, specifically Rotten Tomatoes, as a way of making uh, political statements about films that they have, uh, you know, so, some kind of objections to. And we, we saw it happen in the past with, with the Ghostbusters film from a couple years ago. We saw, you know, we saw it uh, in, in the lead up to Solo coming out and then, and then now with Captain Marvel. I think that the, the utility of, the, of the, that notion of, oh, this is something people are excited for, that, that utility is, is outweighed by the potential for people to cause mischief. So uh, I, I don't necessarily see a problem with what Rotten Tomatoes is doing. I think, unfortunately, it's just a reaction to where uh, online film culture has led us, which is down some unfortunately unhealthy corridors yeah uh, there's so many examples in recent years right like you say uh, solo was a prime example of people who definitely wanted to see the lord miller cut and uh, were really disappointed that the directions um uh, disney took with with changing directors at that point um uh, bvs uh, there's always whenever variants of uh, different superhero movies were coming out people would be kind of pulling that apart how much do you think this really impacts box office though for like do you think studios pay attention to this uh, i think studios are getting smarter i mean i i think what we saw i mean what what led up to this was obviously the 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 coordinated sort of bot bot attack uh uh, for for Captain Marvel, and I mean, let's be real, it's not going to have one bit of impact on the box office for that film. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that the Marvel brand is is pretty well dug in at this point. So you know, it, it's it's people's. I, I think there there may have been a point uh, in in the in the recent past where this this could potentially affect box office. I think that you know, I think I think people are evolving. The coverage is evolving. 
to the point where they're recognizing that this is just a handful of people who, who are sort of being miscreants rather than this being evocative of, of some big wave. So how do you think, where do you think we're going to go from here? What do you think is uh, Rotten Tomatoes going to do? Because I mentioned in that post that they're going to be doing lots of iterations in the near future. Looks like some UI stuff which is coming, which is quite cool. But do you think we will see this ability to preempt a score come back? And if it does, how do we stop the bots from doing it? You know, I, I think, personally, I mean, I think just in general, uh, the, the ability of, of people to interact with each other online should be contingent on being able to verify who you are. I mean, I think the problem is you have you the, the anonymity offered up by the internet is what's allowed for a, a really cheapening and coarsening of our discourse. You know, I think I think if you want, if you have something to say, you should be able to stand by it. You know, I mean, as hmm. as a critic, that's one thing I'll say is what, like, you know, I'll I'll put my name by whatever I, I put out there, and I'm I'm accountable for it. If you want to disagree with me, you can. And Lord knows, I get plenty of uh, email, <laughs> you know, excoriating me and uh, you know, congratulating me. Either 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 of those is fine. But that's that's the problem. I mean, I I think if if you're going to be a part of the ecosystem at Rotten Tomatoes. Whether as a critic or a consumer, uh, as a critic, you know, your name is out there. As a consumer, oftentimes it's not. And I think that that does a disservice to what that site can and should be yeah completely agree with you yeah i think that the the next step is logically like you say putting your name to it but being held accountable for your actions i think maybe if people were held a bit more accountable for their actions uh whether that's just giving a scored number or writing something when verifying whether they actually went to see that film whether they actually were invited to those events to to be able to get that insight to be able to give that informed decision it's only going to be a good thing for people um, but there is some there is some good out there of this sort of stuff, right? I always think of there's a hilarious example of on YouTube, there's a Futurama channel and uh, there's a segment in Futurama where it's a scene from one of the episodes about the neutral planet. And it's just a hilarious scene where everyone's very impartial and it has the exact number of upvotes as it does to downvotes. And there's a little community of people that are constantly making sure that the balance is perfectly neutral. And that's 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 a fun, that's nice, that's that's the that's fandom working in a good way. So hopefully Rotten Tomatoes, like you say, can capitalise more on that. Uh, Zaki, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your insight. Um, we'll get this on the pod and I appreciate you're a busy man, but we really appreciate hearing your thoughts on this. Around here, I like to say everybody knows everything. But what if the truth was nobody knows anything? I got a feeling today is the day. Today is the day. Serenity is a Sky original production movie. Uh, they've been trying over the last couple of years to start doing original content and um, although i have the feeling judging by the cast and the productions of this film that this wasn't sky money this was someone else's money in sky coming at the last minute to, to bring it in it's got stars like matthew mcconaughey and heatherway as well as jason clark uh zoe you've seen this film you were able to see this before the the big screening it's available on sky as of today but it was available in cinema on a limited release what's this film about so the film is oh, it's a bit of a bit of a weird one but basically it follows Matthew McConaughey uh, he is a fisherman <laughs> and uh, 
strange role for him. And he's basically going about his everyday life. And then Anne Hathaway turns up and asks him to take her husband out on a boat and feed him to the sharks. Uh, however, it's not quite as simple as that. And it seems that there might be a bit more of a backstory between them. Uh, and also there is a young boy involved. Okay. <laughs> is that uh, you decide. Uh, right. Uh, right. Uh, right. Okay. Right. That right. took a dark turn on a Friday evening, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so Spider Man into the Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so okay. Well, it's so, got Matthew McConaughey in it first of all. All right, so, all right, all right. And Anne Hathaway. I mean, two powerhouses of the acting world at the moment. Yeah. I, I would say. I would, I, I would find, I would imagine it's hard pressed to find a film with those two in it where it's not a good movie. Oh, we found it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, mm. No, I mean, I'm not a huge Anne Hathaway fan. Okay. okay, I don't know. There's something about her that irritates me, but she is a good actress. I've been a fan since Ella Enchanted, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like there's a lot of. Uh, it looks like this is one of those sexual thrillers, right? Of I like you, you like me. We're sexy. We're gonna have sex, and uh, then afterwards on a boat. Be, on a boat. <laughs> on a boat. It's basically taken on a boat with sex. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> taken on a boat with sex. So, that sounds like the greatest movie ever with sharks. Is it suspenseful? It looks like they're trying to build up the suspense, and there's like there's some twists and all that sort of stuff. Is, is it that kind of film? Yeah, it's quite suspenseful. Mm. Um, it's more of kind of like a noir film. Right. Uh, but it's also sci-fi and it's also kind of thriller. So sci-fi? Yes. Ooh. Yes, which I was not expecting. No. So my, my boyfriend is a big sci-fi nerd and, and we watched this together and I was like, I have no idea how the fuck this is going to be sci-fi. And then, yes, Boom, quite aliens. early on it's got kind of <laughs> small, uh, small droppings of sci-fi Ooh. and then it goes very, very sci-fi. Oh my God, that, you do not get that impression from like no, the trailers no. at all, do you? No, I, I love a bit was, of sci-fi as well. Yeah, I thought it was pure up kind of like thriller, yeah. like you said, kind of suspenseful, sexy kind of thing, which it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a sci-fi movie. Nice. Right. What's I Jason Clarke like in this film as well? Because he basically looks like the, oh, damn it, I'm the one that everyone thinks is the ugly guy in the background where everyone's looking at them. Is he? What's he like in this film? He is the worst. <laughs> I mean, not like, no, he's good. But he's his character's good. the worst. The, his character is the worst. I mean. Is he the husband being fed to the sharks? Yes, and for All good right. reason, because he is a nasty piece of work. He's uh, abusive. Well. He's, you see Anne Hathaway in some very horrible situations. Um, but he's amazing in his role. Very, very good. Mm. Very good. I can't imagine that's an easy role to play either when you're not that sort of person. Like, like, I know acting is obviously that's what acting is, but to be able to play that sort of like vile human being, that must be really hard. That must mm. really come from like deep inside to be able to do well, you that. You have to get into a not a cool kind of mindset for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that's oh. in, that is insane. But um, Sky have been trying to do the whole big blockbuster thing, right? And Sky, mm. Hurricane Heist is not a blockbuster. Don't try <laughs> and tell me it is. <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. Um, but... This looks like it's got a big production, big value sis. Does this does has Sky earned the right to call itself a production house with this film? Personally, I say yes. Oh, I wow. really, really, really liked this film, like a lot. However, it's got awful ratings from kind of everyone <laughs> and the internet in general. Um and maybe it's just because I don't watch a lot of movies like mm. this, but I mean you can see the twist coming 
I mean, quite oh. early on, it doesn't really blow your mind. Right. Me, it did, because, I mean, I'm not always the smartest person. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and my boyfriend was like, yeah, I mentioned that two minutes in. And I was like, oh, my God, whoa, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, but no, I think so. I mean, it's produced very well. It's, you know, it's got everything you kind of want. It's got great characters. It's got great cast. It's got in my opinion, a very strong storyline. And, I mean, it even made me cry at the end. So, to me, that means that it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it ticks, the right. ticks a lot of boxes, then. Yeah, yeah. Nice I intro. really liked it. Okay, so we do a score here on Talk Film With Me. One being a terrible Michael Bay Transformers movie. Five being Water the greatest World. film you've ever seen. <laughs> what, why are you looking at me? Oh, dear <laughs> um, Where does this sit for you? For me, this sits at a four star. Nice, wow. nice, yeah, nice, amazing. So there you have it, Serenity. Four out of five. Check it out. It's now available on Sky and also limited release in cinema. Uh, when we have a guest, we have a game, and this game, uh, I. I sent over an email to Zoe beforehand of these are the sort of smorgasbord of stuff that we've been doing on Talk Filming to Me and she come back and said Talk Filming uh, Talk, ugh, talk Filming to Me what? <laughs> best game ever Best, best game, game ever Best game, game ever, ever. It's basically just going, Everyone's a winner everyone's, <laughs> It's just Talk Filming to Me No, no get your mind out of the gutter It's uh, Talk City to Me Basically we take famous films and take famous quotes and scores do audio things to them and you've got to guess the film Now you're both going to play right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip and the first person who knows what it is just buzzer. shouts it. Buzzer. We ain't got a buzzer. Oh. You, you could, you can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. uh, oh, that's nice. Oh, okay, yeah. what's your best buzzer, Jamie? Oh, I feel like sorry. <laughs> there we go. We got buzzers. Okay. okay, so the clips are really short, so be very quick. If you don't know the answer, you don't know the answer. First to three wins. Okay. Okay. Got pressure. So, so audio's been changed quite slightly, okay. but you got to just guess the film is from. You ain't got the to film. Just, just, film. just the film. Just the film. Okay. Three, two, one. Didn't deserve a chance. Was an animal. Everybody deserves a chance. You need to see the blood. You need to see what he fucking did to her. Killing is distasteful. Bzzz. Go on then. Batman. No. Shall I quiz your bell? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, here's the thing. The audio has oh, been changed. Oh, no, it's not like... Okay, okay. Okay, okay oh. all right. So, so that was oh. Saw. That was John Saw, and his oh. voice was uh, slowed down there oh. in like a demonic oh. voice. Oh. Okay. I feel like this is going to be a terrible game for I totally knew us. that. I just wanted you to... Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 there yeah, you yeah. Go. <laughs> that was my handicap, wasn't it? Just like golf, right? <laughs> <laughs> One up. Okay. So the next film is uh, from two films that have been put together. We've taken the audio from the score, and we've taken a famous quote from another film and spliced that in over it. So we need two films here. You can If you get one of them, you get the point. Okay. Three, two, one. I bet she's the nicest, warmest person ever. No. Damn. Is there more? <laughs> Exorcist. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I've got no idea. Is it horror themed? There is a horror theme to this, Jamie. Oh, good, damn. good, good man. Uh, good Nightmare man. on Elm Street. No, you, you're just guessing films out. So <laughs> this is taken from. So it was taken from a film called The Fog. Uh, oh, that's not. I don't know. Blame John. That's not a great film. John done the audio for this. Uh, and uh, he decided to splice in Olaf from Frozen. 
know. I know. I know. I get. I get. He is screwing with us right now. Yeah, he's trying to fuck with you. Yeah. I get. Frozen is not a horror film, but you get it. Okay. So next one is just the audio from a film, famous horror movie, and we will hopefully say it's not the fog. Ready? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Is it uh, Scream? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yes. Scream. Yeah, well <laughs> nice. Scream is a horror movie. Uh, I really hate. I so. almost said scary Fair movie enough. as well, though. It was like no, I, was, not horror. I was about to go. It's not. It's more of a comedy, really. I don't really yeah. know what it is, but I, yeah, I, I agree. It's I, a movie. I yeah. didn't want to say horror then comedy because then you'd either say scary movie yeah. or what was the that's... spoof version of that? That was scary movie. Scary movie. Was that scary movie? Oh, okay. But scary movie has got. All the horror. All the horror. Ah, yeah. okay. Take my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number, I think, four. Let's go. Darling, light of my life, I am not done hurt ya. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I am not done hurt ya. Bzz. I am just done bash your brain. Sound in. to the land? No. I will pass on to Zoe. It's a Stephen Hawking emulator taking a oh, famous horror phrase. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have the Russia. I don't know. It's The Shining. Oh, The Shining. Yeah, it actually finishes with... Oh, but that bit I would yeah, yeah, sorry. So, that buzz there. Oh, yes, buzz tactical buzz. <laughs> okay, final, final one. So if you get this, it's a draw. Buzz. Exorcist. Yep. Yeah! Oh my god, this is the first time you've won in I've won a game! And a game, a game. Obviously, you won at life. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> oh, cheers, fair play. <laughs> so, there we I'm go. Power Christ compels you there, wasn't it? It was, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. So, if you've got an idea for films to be splashed together, get in contact on Twitter at TalkFilmy to me. Jamie, you can talk silly and probably a little bit filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, for confirming the name. <laughs> so, um, I thought there was going to be more. I was waiting. You had to be on TED Talks. Oh. Like a horror film. <laughs> ah, I see where we're going here. So we we put the bat signal out and we asked for mm. some ideas here for this next feature. We've got Zoe with us. As mentioned, Zoe is a, a blogger of our own blog, Zoe Over Shotgun. I think it's fair to say you like horror. Uh, just a little bit. And Not I, too yeah. much. No. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen... Um, uh, Jessica Chastain is doing like press rounds at the moment for something and she was talking about It Chapter 2 and she said that It Chapter 2 is going to contain the most amount of fake blood ever used in a film oh, well more than Hot Shots Part 2 that's the body count not the, oh, not the body count, count. Yeah, I point. don't think she's seen enough horror films to be accurate Carrie? with that claim <laughs> Maybe. Like, oh. Carrie that is flowing down the corridor has, you know? she, has she seen Brain Dead? That's a good point. The lawnmower scene. Oh. There's a lot of blood in that. That's very true. Very true. In fact, you've basically just named the the most sort of, I suppose, deep cut horror films that I've got to. That's my level. Mm. Like Brain Dead's probably about there. That's Peter Jackson's first film, wasn't it? Yes. That's awesome. Uh, so yes, as you can tell, we got yeah. we got a, a real. Um, expert with horror yeah. me and Jamie we used to think when we were at university we used oh, to think God, we were those yeah. guys at university that were like yeah we love zombie films yeah yeah we, we know a horror yeah and we'll be like, and be like okay <laughs> yeah. what's your favourite zombie film we're like we like Dawn of the Dead yeah original original I stand I will go toe to toe on this the Zack Schneider remake we is do quite pretty like that damn as well. good that is we pretty do good quite like that and well. then we thought we were pretty indie when we were like oh we're going to bunk off lessons and go yeah. watch Land of the Dead yeah. but uh, oh, Land but, of the Dead was terrible 
It's terrible, but it's fun. But the last it's sentence, fun. the last sentence, I'm just going to throw it out there. They're about to blow the zombies off the bridge. Epic. And then he turned around. No, wait. They're looking for a home just like us. What <laughs> the fuck? Blow zombies them. should never be like cute. Yeah. Like, why fuck do you humanize that. them? Blow the fuck out of them. They can now Kill use them. guns. They <laughs> can now use. <laughs> <laughs> but, but saying that, Day of the Dead does that and it does yeah. it really well. Yeah, but then again, maybe we just hold it in high regard just because it's it's part George of that. Romero. Yeah, it's George A. Romero, right? But we like, thought we knew a lot about horror films. Well, yeah, we? that's my point, right? Yeah. We thought we knew quite a bit. But then we read, we look, we read Zoe's blog. And we're like, Jesus Christ, wow. this is incredible. Scratching the surface. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. And most of our audience, they, I'm assuming, they, they probably mm. do enjoy a good horror flick like the rest of us. Yeah. But I don't know if they know the sort of stuff that A is available to them and B, yeah. you know, what's, where do you start? Like, how do you go from that? So I, I post some questions to Zoe beforehand to kind of say, how did you get into these sort of films? <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, where, if someone was like starting out of looking these films, where, where, would you, where would you advise to go? I mean, first of all, I would advise not to watch anything that I watch because it's <laughs> fucking horrible. Uh, and I think I've honestly deformed my own mind you watching sound like a lot a, of this stuff. You sound like a Facebook moderator. <laughs> yeah, I moderate my life and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, I mean, I guess when I got into it was at university, actually, doing my mm. dissertation on uh, desensitization into horror films. And I kind of started looking at, you know, what happens when you watch a lot of them and then I started watching a lot of them and I was like like, now I understand and then I stumbled upon uh, Cannibal Holocaust and I'd not seen it before and I I bought the DVD and I was like yeah you know I'll watch this and I watched it I was like oh okay that's kind of not a cool film to be watching at all but I was I was quite fascinated Mm. um, by it in in many horrible ways and also very upset at the fact that I'd I'd sat through and then I passed it on to my dad actually and said watch this and he watched it with his girlfriend and then he was single not that long afterwards (laughs) I don't know if there's a correlation but I kind of feel there might be um I love that. I got stitched up once really badly of this. I used to work at a blockbuster store and uh, I think there's a relationship between nerds and working in cinemas and Mm. and those sort of things but uh, I you get yeah, back in the day. You used to get unlimited rentals. Yeah. Sorry for people who who aren't who aren't What's of a certain Blockbuster? age. Blockbuster I'm was a place that age. yeah. <laughs> you sounded such like a, a millennial slammer there. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Like, screw them. I, I technically can't. I'm totally them. editing just, you out just. of that, dude. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back in the day, you used to be able to go rent DVDs and VHS yeah. and stuff, and employers used to get unlimited rentals. And I was known. You abused my, that. Oh, I, I absolutely abused. abused. I was known as the guy that could. I could you want you want DVDs? I can get you DVDs. Yeah. You want your fine cleared? I'll clear. I'm sorry, Blockbuster, but you've gone under. The truth is out. So um, one night we were hanging out at one of my friend's house. Let's go rent a film. So I went to the went over to Blockbuster. I went, oh, what would you recommend? And the dude went, spit on my grave. And I went, okay. Good choice. <laughs> so he's not, the, awesome not the remake, the 70s movie. Like, of course. Fair enough. And for those of you who haven't seen that film, it's basically about a woman who gets raped and she goes after revenge. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. That's what I remember from it anyway. But it was made in the 70s in 70s style, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the people that are, you know, like, you pick a film for your audience, worst audience possible. 10 minutes in, people are like, oh, so you recommend this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably me done at that point. <laughs> so you said you, you started studying, you started getting into it, that sort of thing. And uh, so if I had to say to you, like, best horror. 
some people can just rattle off straight away. Like, what's your favourite movie? What, let's, what's your, top five? Can you do a top five? Ooh, tough. Top five extreme or top five horror in general? Oh. What's, the diff- very different. what's the difference? What makes them different? Extreme is, I mean, it's not things that I'm going to watch again. again. <laughs> I would probably go, yeah, you know, that's a good extreme movie, but I will never, ever watch that again in my life. Whereas horror movies, I'm going to watch again. So Okay, right, that makes sense. I can give horror films that I like and watch again, and then I can give the horror, the extreme movies to watch yeah, again. Okay. I, I, I want to hear both. Yeah, let's hear both. Let's hear both. Okay, um, normal horror films. So The Evil Dead. Classic. Yeah, is pretty much Brilliant. my favourite movie ever. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, I right, mean, yeah. You kind of can't. To yeah. me, it's not like a, they're just a one energy. Where does the energy. remake sit on that scale? I have no time for the remake. It's a separate thing, but uh, yeah. then there's obviously Alien. Classic. Yeah. I would. I agree with you on that. 40th anniversary this year. In fact, we're going to be doing a sp- uh, special about that later on in the year, mm-hmm. and we've got some pretty cool stuff lined up for that. Um, but Aliens is the only sequel that actually, to me, meets the original. Or is the... I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Aliens is very mm. good. Yeah. Uh, then what else do we have? I would then probably say. Oh, it's such a tough question. It's going to have to be Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Purely because me and my dad binge-watched every movie ever, and I was basically obsessed with that. Then um, I'm really obsessed with the film called Baskin. I heard that one. That's kind of an extreme one, but I would say it's not that extreme, but... Obsessed with but that. you have been desensitised to be established already. Exactly. So it kind of makes sense. And then something more recent that went into my top five is The Devil's Candy, if you've oh. heard of it. I've heard of it, but not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. Yeah, it's awesome. It combines kind of heavy metal with horror, and they're two of my loves. So I was like, nice. I love this film so much. I think I watched it, I watched it four times in the space of two days. I just was <laughs> like, oh my God, I love this film so much. And... Yeah, a lot of people don't, but yeah. clearly I've got something for it. So nice, nice. Okay, definitely so films to watch there. Let's go. It? Let's go with extreme. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be in no order. These are just extreme films that are going to ruin your life, basically. So obviously we have a Serbian film. I've heard of this. Yep. Yes. If you want to know extreme, then you you kind of have to watch that movie. Yep. We have Cannibal Holocaust, which obviously is a classic. I haven't seen it, but I want to now. <laughs> Weirdly. You don't. <laughs> uh, then there is I Spit on Your Grave. I highly recommend it, even if you hated it. <laughs> I never got to the end of it. I was just like, you know, you're that feeling where you've picked yeah. the wrong film. Yeah. I, I basically said the right crowd for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need Jamie around. <laughs> yeah, they went to watch Gladiator or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Last House on the Left, which is oh, by Wes Craven. That's a good film, actually. Yeah. Really yeah, great. Yeah. And then um, I guess something more recent that I think is definitely worth watching is a film called Trauma, which I would say the first five minutes are worse than the entirety of a Serbian film. So if you're looking for something that's going to kind of... I described it as destroyed my soul. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if that's the kind of thing you're into, then yeah. Wow. That's That's... To be fair, like I, I'm pessimly surprised because I think a there's a lot of films that there that we've a we've heard of, but mm-hmm. also like there's not it's not like there's this 
pile of movies over there that you should never go near. It's just like, yeah. a, you know, take out to what it is, like say, enjoy it on face value mm. for that. I really, um, I'm actually quite surprised. I've, I've heard most of them, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. I was, uh, I've got to say, though, stuff like The Human Centipede, I'm not interested in. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen fun. it. I've only seen the first one, though. There is it, centipede. Yeah. I mean, better than that? And like, do you know what? It's the greatest on. film to teach about teamwork. Yeah. They have, they have to work yeah, as a team. Yeah, they do. To try and... But then, okay. And you see, as soon as one person literally fucks it up... That's it. The rest of them it's are a good, screwed. It's a good analogy for life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it really is. Make sure you're the front one. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. front of the Always. queue every day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it, please click on the like, subscribe, follow, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Filming to Me. First and foremost, Zoe, it's been amazing. How can people find you? People can find me at soberwithashotgun.com and then I'm pretty much on every social media as sober with a shotgun because, yeah, I don't have a shotgun, but <laughs> that's where I am anyway. That's the dopest Twitter handle ever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hannon, how can people find you? I don't want to say now after that. It's not Mr. <laughs> Hannon with a shotgun, it's Mr. Hannon in space. Hannon in space! <laughs> uh, next week, we'll be back with you usual. We've got a few more interviews lined up and some giveaways, so check out the Twitter account. Stay filmy till next time. We're down in the basement. We'll lock the cellar door and baby. Talk filmy to me.